Hi, this is Lisa, and you are listening to I Love That Movie. This podcast is for movie lovers. It's not an unbiased opinion. It's not a straightforward review. It's just a couple people talking about a movie that they love. The format is each week I have a guest, and that guest and I discuss a movie that they love, something they're obsessed with, something they connect with. We'll talk about the plot, the director, and the actors, but we'll also talk about the personal connection my guest has with that movie. So if that sounds like something you want to listen to, keep listening. This is Lisa, and if you want to catch up with me on Twitter, you can find me at ILTM Podcast. I'm also on Instagram. I love that movie podcast. And we have a Patreon. Uh, our show is free, but if you want to support us on there, you can. That's at patreon.com slash I love that movie. Uh, I want to take a moment to thank my top patrons, Chris Balga, Michael Cross, and Philip Barker. Thank you guys so much for keeping the lights on. And we also have a website, I love that moviepodcast.com. We've got Discord and Facebook group. So we've got so many ways to reach us and chat. And it is a lot of fun. Um, it is spooky season. That is upon us. And I have a returning guest with me here today. Say hi, Nick. Hello. Hey. <laughs> uh, Nick, I'm back. You're back again. Guess who's back? Um, back again. So Nick is my. My significant other. My that, that took you a while. Husband. I'm like, who are you? Who are you? <laughs> I was thinking, honestly, I was thinking about that Tim and Eric skit. The only Mary, Mary news, news team. I feel like I've made that Wayne joke and every... Jan Schuyler. Yeah. And Jane Schuyler, right? Or is it Jan? I think it's Is it Jan? Jan? Oh. Maybe. We've I discussed think... being Wayne and Jan for Halloween it for years. would be years. pretty funny. That'd be fun. Go look them up. Look them up. Um, but yeah, so... You know, Nick has been on the podcast many times, and I think I've made that joke almost every time. And anyway, it's spooky season, and this is a movie that we both like that no one has seen. No. Uh, I think two people in the group said they saw it, and they saw it because we told them to a long time ago. So it's not a well-known movie. It's very hard to find. I had to buy it on iTunes. You can rent it on iTunes, but it's not easy to find. You can't even buy a physical copy of it. I tried to, but it would have... I believe the only physical copy I found was DVD, so not even Blu-ray. And it was like a copy for like Switzerland or something real weird. like Or no, France. It was a French copy. Yeah, so that was not going to work for no. us. Um, Which sucks because I this is a movie I would personally like to own a physical copy of. Right. So, anywho... Um, the movie is called... Oh, wait. Yeah. You should introduce it since you're technically the guest. I should introduce it. You should... This is this is about you. This is well, your moment. <laughs> I would like to say I am honored to be one of the Spooky Month guests. And this movie kind of checks every boxes even beyond a spooky movie. But I did, and we did collectively choose Banshee Chapter. Yes, Banshee Chapter. Uh, this came out in 2013 to little to no fanfare. Yes. <laughs> Again, this movie is obscure, and I had to go back and check and make sure we didn't already record this episode. You know what it was? <laughs> I think last spooky season, Yes. we talked about doing it, but I think you had a bunch of very good qualified spooky season guests already lined up. And I mean, we could easily just talk about this anytime because it doesn't have to be during October, but I do think it's kind of cool that we get to talk, talk about it like right before Halloween. If you hear something in the background, like lip smacking, um, I'm trying to I'm minimize that. I'm just eating that, a bunch of fried chicken. It's it lip smacking good. <laughs> it's our pug. He's very sensitive right now. We had to say goodbye to one of our fur babies earlier this year. So he can't really be alone or he will scream, not cry, scream. Um, it's something pugs do. Look it up. Ask for the video. <laughs> and yeah, or see it in my Insta stories or something. But we're keeping him with us. So if you hear a little snore or, you know, 
irritated sighs. It's not us. It's, yeah, he's, it's the dog. He's kind of wandering around right now. Yeah. But yeah, Nick, I we've we just really enjoy this movie. So it's weird in three years we haven't already covered it. And I do want to say you are a qualified guest. It may have been that I ran out of weeks <laughs> to cover no, stuff because so many people I, poured in and wanted to do it. I like a lot of scary. Like one of my favorite genres is like horror and and camp and all that. But I feel like last year you had so many good guests. It's like I'm not even mad that I had to wait a year to to do a spooky season as episode. opposed to this year and all my garbage yeah guests. all those <laughs> idiots kidding. no uh every guest i have is amazing they're great no you, <laughs> you've had some really good episodes yeah. this this uh spooky season we have and so anyway back to banshee chapter again this came out in 2013 this is going to be one of those things where this is personal to us like in the sense that it's almost like we love the idea of the movie more than the movie itself this Nothing weird, 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 but we do like this movie a weird amount, and we'll get into, like, the stories as we keep talking. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, nothing weird. But. So we're not trying to set you up to be disappointed or anything, but just, like, maybe lower your expectations a little bit and understand who you're hearing from. But I'm going to give you the description uh, of the movie. So investigative journalist Anna looks into the disappearance of her friend who she believes ingested a secret government chemical. Her search leads her into the disturbing world of covert operatives with one strange radio transmission troubling her. Da, da, da. Kind of a weird synopsis. but kind of, Well, <laughs> if you go by that synopsis, you kind of... Kind of sounds boring. You're not getting like the meat of the story. Like we'll get into the spoilers and everything. But Maybe it's that's like, why though. Maybe they don't want to like give away yeah. what it's actually about. Because like from that description, it's like government chemical friend goes missing. I feel like it should be like... A strange radio signal that's troubling her, dot, 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 and there's aliens. <laughs> and, oh, spoilers. And aliens. We, okay, well. Sorry, guys. No, it's okay. Um, so this show is f- spoiler-filled. I almost said spoiler-free. It's spoiler-filled. It always is. And so if you do want to see this movie, I suggest seeing it before you continue. Um, like I said, you'll have trouble finding it, but if yeah. you do watch it. But you can get it on iTunes. Or not iTunes. Um, yeah, it was iTunes. Yeah. You might be able to get it on like Amazon Prime or um, Maybe. But yeah, I think, Voodoo or something. But Well, I think this is for probably your first question, but I'll save that. Um, so the next thing we're going to talk about... Are my three quick facts. I always have three facts that the Hollywood um, facts. <laughs> the Hollywood facts. I don't y'all. know if that's copyrighted or not. <laughs> I know, we just won't keep going. Um, but the first fact that I have is that Christopher Nolan was at one point attached to direct, but he chose to work on Interstellar. Okay, solid choice. But I like this movie so much. But can you imagine what it would have been if he directed it? I know. Like, I feel like this <laughs> that would have been awesome. I think if Christopher Nolan, I know I'm probably going to get hate, but if Christopher Nolan did this movie, I feel like this would be like Inception. Yeah, like, I think it could he be would like have taken it bonkers. really far. Yeah. yeah, and I think he would have probably altered it quite a bit. Yeah. But this is no hate towards the director because this is a pretty small budget film. For a. And what he did with that low, was really good. Low to medium budget film, this was like awesome yeah i, I really they enjoyed really it really used every ounce of like location and like abilities and everything they could for this film and you can really tell yeah i agree so my second fact is thomas blackburn is an homage to hunter s thompson with his drug usage political ties love of guns and outlaw lifestyle he is a clear representation of thompson's raw duke persona okay we, we can get into it whenever we start talking about the cast but thomas Blackburn is like one of the coolest characters ever. Yes. I mean, finding out that he's based on Hunter S. Thompson makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You know, a la fear and loathing in Las Vegas and the way he delivers the lines. Yeah, he even sounds like him. Yeah. It once sounds, again, you'll you'll yeah. you'll find out once we get into like the cast and everything. Um the last one that I have is that around the fifty minute mark, Thomas Blackburn mentions a story by H.P. Lovecraft about a scientist using radio waves to be able to see creatures from uh, another dimension in his own dimension. The story he he is referring to is From Beyond, written in 1920 and published in 1934 in the Fantasy Fan Magazine. 
Very cool. I know. I think that's another thing that I've grown to really love about this movie is all the H.P. Lovecraft references. Yes, it's it feels like a very modern retelling of very old even like predating like sci-fi yeah. like before sci-fi was a term like that type of stuff like i think that you know we're spoiled with hp lovecraft stuff right now we've got lovecraft country we've yeah, got it's really big right. all the like the all like the several nicholas cage movies right now i feel like he's <laughs> yeah. doing like a cthulhu trilogy like with uh uh color out of space and mm-hmm. um not so much mandy but very similar vibe yeah like very that is in right now yeah and i feel like maybe the wave of that stuff getting really popular kind of started with like stranger things you know like yeah certain but this predates even that 2013 oh for sure yeah, this yeah was and like, that, that's that's what i was gonna say is that um, this was unfortunately ahead of its time, yeah. like a little too early. I feel like if it came out now, it would be less weird. I mean, especially to the crowd that is into that. Yeah. Um, but all those little cool Easter eggs, I don't, I mean, if you're really into science fiction and you are, are a reader, yes, you'll be, you know, you'll catch all that yeah. and you'll really like it. But if you're not, you know, it, it wouldn't really grab people's attention the way I think H.P. Lovecraft would right now. So a little ahead of its time. <laughs> And yeah, I just, I think what I appreciate about it is it is H.P. Lovecraft influence, but it's a very modern and subtle, like a grounded retelling of it because it's it's it's, not quite as like body horror filled. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty simple premise. Mm -hmm. Um, But I like the fact that they threw in some like Lovecraft-esque stuff. Yeah. Um, and we'll get into it more, but they pull from like real life stuff too. Like all yes. the tests they did on soldiers and like citizens and like the what fifties and sixties. Right. Like even the name of the drug MK ultra is a real thing. Yeah. Supposedly. I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, when you think of like Jacob's ladder or something, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like that kind of stuff. Like, uh, you know, government That's experimentation. What it is. This kind of is a throwback to those old. 70s kind of like psychedelic trippy drug movies yeah it definitely but it, is but, but it's like more now. yeah but it's more subtle but yeah. it's definitely calling back to that kind of stuff God, man, um and like government good. fear and things like that i mean right now we, nobody like trusts the government so yeah. like no matter what political party you're part of so like again i think some of the themes in this movie are like maybe more relatable now than they were in 2013 yeah. um but yeah so I, I also thought, you know, the cast was fairly solid. Oh, the cast is solid. This is where we're going to get into, like, it's it's a spoiler-filled show, but I didn't want to, like, give away, like, the big name right away. Right. Um, You know, at the beginning of the movie, I think maybe we'll talk about them as we talk about the plot. How about that? Okay, you, we can change it that? up. It's your show. Okay, so I'm going to start from the beginning, which I never do, you know, that I like to jump around. But yeah. I'm going to start a little bit from the beginning and say that, I think the beginning of this movie is not super strong. And I could see somebody watching the first 10 minutes and going, mm, this kind of feels, you know, found footagey it, it, on a low budget. It, it starts off, you think it's going to be found footage film, but that's really only like the first 8 to 10 minutes. There are moments in the movie that you get that, but it plays into the plot. Instead yeah. of it being like a found footage film, it's like, you know... Uh, there are certain parts in the movie where that makes sense because there's a journalist. And, yeah, and she's know. she's watching these tapes that the um, her friend that goes missing has previously made. Yes. And it even the very beginning of the film starts with like old, like some real footage of yeah, like, like government. the government like acknowledging like all these tests were going on. I did read like the one with Bill Clinton was like, it's like doctored. Like yeah. they make it seem, because I mean, they're going to make the conspiracy seem. Oh yeah. They want to kind of ground the movie in reality. Yeah. And like some of those, those clips were real and others not so much. Right. But the gist of the plot is that, you know, this guy, uh, I think it's James Hirsch, I believe is the main character that you only see for a little bit. Um, played by Michael McMillan. The first he, character. The first character you see. Uh, he's essentially studying this the he's, use of he's writing drug. a book he's writing a book yeah. that's right he's an author about mk ultra mm-hmm. and so he ingests some he gets some somehow from his friends and 
Colorado. Right. Um, and so he ingests it and, you know, at first he's kind of like, I don't feel anything. And then... Yeah, I think I think they imply that, like, him and the the his friend that's filming him, it, it kind of implies that several hours go by and he's not like, I'm doing air quotes, but high. Yeah, and he's kind of like, okay, I guess this doesn't do anything. But the weird side effect of the drug is he starts hearing a creepy radio broadcast. It's like... Well, I think the broadcast is real because his friend can hear it too. Oh, that's right. You're right. Everyone can but, hear it. But it turns... Well, I don't want to say too yeah. much yet. But he hears this creepy broadcast. It's like a child talking, creepy ice kind of cream music, music playing. Yeah. <laughs> and it does. It sounds like the ice cream I think man. we're going to get a lot of people uh, being like, what? Now I, I have know. to see this movie. And it's really unclear and grainy. And I think, okay, I'm going to say this. The reason, one of the reasons why I like this movie is because the idea of like recorded voices, uh, like spooky, you know, recorded EMPs or whatever you call them, electronic um, voice recording, EVPs, yeah. or, um, has always fascinated me. And like radios are cool to me, which is weird. Oh, like old analog radios. Yes, yeah. they're yeah. neat. And the idea of hearing something spooky on a radio I don't know why I like that. So anyway, he starts to get a feeling too, like he's like something's coming. He's like it's it's looking at me. Yeah. It can see me. And then the footage gets all messed up. Okay, just going straight through the the opening scene, like the 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 camera finally kind of like comes back, and he's looking for. Oh, that's right. He's like he he left. He's looking for James, and um, he kind of goes outside. And there's like all this like blood everywhere kind of mm-hmm. like a trail it almost looks like guts too just yeah. kind of like sprayed everywhere and he rounds his corner and james is like his face is all like crazy like oh yeah 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 <clears throat> and then it cuts off there and then the next scene it's like the friend is being like interrogated that's right and i think it's implied after that they let him go because there's no actual evidence and then he like goes missing yeah so the second part of the plot is that a girl that he went to college with. Yeah, they're like really good friends. They were very close. And as the movie goes on, it's implied that she was in love with him and he was in love with her probably. But they never did anything. But they never actually way. dated. Yeah. But he goes missing and she's a journalist. And so uh, she's played by Katia Winter. Um, and she does a great job. She She's really the main character of the movie. She's actually, actually she's really good. She, yeah definitely like holds her own next to like the other heavyweight in the film yeah and so she's looking for him and uh she starts off on this little journey and you know me guys i love a mystery so that's another thing that i like about this movie but it involves her finding out you know how he got this drug um and finding out like you know that he heard like a creepy broadcast because she can see that on the recording so she ends up going and talking to like a uh yeah um i can't think what they're called that they say but he's he, radio it's dispatcher his, no it's this old guy that that runs like a, an old radio repair shop and so not he, radio shack not radio shack <laughs> but, although those would have still existed when this came out yeah but no like um he's kind of he, she i think she shows him the video yeah and he's like oh yeah i've heard that that's it, that's that's called a number station. It dates back to like the 60s or 50s or whatever. And he's heard this exact recording too a yeah. bunch of times. He says there's a, it's very, number stations, he said like, yeah, you hear them all the time, but they're all a little different. He's like, I've heard this one before though. Yeah. And so he kind of shows her on a map where about it is. And then she can kind of see where he disappeared as well. Yeah. Cause, um, He's he's like certain signals are in certain areas and she he shows her and she's like, oh, his house is only like a couple miles from that area. Yeah. She's talking to a co-worker. Oh, that's right. And she says. Oh, yeah. The phrase. Yeah. She's um, she's trying to figure out where he got the drug from. And she's uh, her co-workers kind of asking her questions. And she's like, well, the only thing I have to go by is is on the tape. He says he got it from his friends in Cal- uh, his friends in Colorado and the friend was like oh if the 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 Blackburn book um it's the title of a book by this author and so she gives her the book and that's when she starts reading it and she learns about this Thomas Blackburn character and so she tries to reach out to him several times for comment 
but he won't answer. And we get like this neat montage of like yeah. who Blackburn is and essentially It's a very like Tarantino esque montage. Yeah, it's it like in, in Glorious Bastards tone. when they introduce <laughs> Stiglitz. Yeah, like it doesn't kind of fit with the tone of the movie, but it does. I don't yeah. know. I I think I, I think we've talked about this before too, but when something's in the desert, I like yeah. that too. It's just weird. All these little things in the movie I like. But yeah, that I really love you basically find out that he was a guy that did a lot of drugs. Writes a bunch of crazy books. And is very anti-government. Yeah. And so that's kind of all we know about him for right now. And so, yeah, so we find out who he is. And he won't meet her in a conventional sense. He won't connect with her. Well, he doesn't like the the fact that she's a reporter. Right. So instead, she kind of, you know. She does some investigation. She herself up. She finds out the local... Uh, watering hole that he likes to go to and so she wears a sassy outfit and then she goes a sassy outfit is a tank top <laughs> well he's into it uh she goes to the bar and um he shows up yep already drunk yep and that's yeah he's played by ted levine ted which, levine which we yes. really like that casting choice too <laughs> but he, go ahead i just he plays his character so well but, um, yeah, so they, uh, she kind of wins him over and, yeah, she's, and she's, she, she acts like a fan. She's pretending to be an American fan. Yeah. Cause she's called him a few times and she's has a British accent. So right. she has to really convince him that it's not the same person. And they, you know, play pool together. Yeah. They, they like drink, drink at this bar all day. And he's impressed with that. And then she kind of gets a little closer to him and. Anyway, he ends up, like, inviting her over. Yeah, And at this said, point, you're thinking he's, like, kind of a creeper because he's, you know, into a young woman that's adoring he, he him. He says he's got a friend over and they're going to... Not, not like, in that way, but he's like, we, we've got some stuff we're going to try. Yeah, like drugs. Yeah. And she's like, sweet, let's do drugs. And so she goes to his house and his house looks as crazy as described in the uh, flashbacks. And uh, he's got this girlfriend there with red hair, which I love the shade of her hair. <laughs> Random thought. And, uh, you know, she kind of starts talking to him about the drug. and Yeah, she's like know. making it right there, like on the kitchen counter or whatever. Yeah, so this must have been, you know, the person that, that sent James yeah, got the, the, the little drug vial from. of stuff. Yeah. Um, and so uh, Blackburn puts it in a drink. Wait, Actually, I don't want, I'm sorry. I'm jumping ahead. Go ahead. You you tell it. Well, no, this whole scene, I love, this is like one of my favorite scenes. So um, they're planning on doing this drug. Yeah. <clears throat> and so I guess like Blackburn's like, all right, come to, come to my study. I'm not going to do the voice, but like Ted Levine <laughs> does like the coolest voice ever. Like Sounds like he has a mouth full of marbles. I mean, I guess it's supposed to sound like Johnny Depp and like Fear and Loathing. Yeah, but he's of like who it's probably about. high all the time and drunk and yeah. <laughs> an old crazy man. That... Okay, so, and also as like one of my favorite lines in the movie. Well, they're, they're in like his study and he he pours a little bit of the blue liquid in two glasses. And he's like, okay, we're going to do it. And we're going to see what happens. So he downs it. And then when he's kind of like distracted in another part of the room and dumps hers out. Um, and then he's like, okay, well, let's, I kind of wish I had some bourbon, but he's like, <laughs> we don't have any, I know, but he's like, okay, now let's now, now we just wait and see what happens. So let's, let's have some bourbon. And so he pours on both shots. They, they drink bourbon and this is where it starts getting good. He's like, I hate, don't you hate liars? Yeah. And it gets, and you're like, uh-oh. Jig is up. Jig's up. And so she, f I think she kind of comes clean. No, 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 not yet. He's like, he's like, I've, I've told a few lies in, in my time. Like, you thought the drug was in that blue liquid that you threw out on my floor. But it was actually in the bourbon you just drank. And then she gets upset. And you're kind of upset, too, on some level. Because it's like, I mean, that's not consent, right? Like, he didn't get her consent to... But then yeah. he's like, you're a liar. And so it's, you're kind of conflicted My at this point. My theory is like, he knew the whole time that right. she was the reporter from before. And he was like, all right, I'm going to give you what you want. Yeah, I think he was sticking it to the man from yeah. his angle. And so she but gets she's pissed. Yeah, pissed and storms out. And probably my favorite line in the movie, Lisa knows I say it all the time. <laughs> he does. He just kind of leans back in his chair laughing. He's like, 
buy the ticket, take the ride. And it's ominous, it's like, too, the way was, he says it. That's what it's she was like, trying to figure out, and she's going to find out now. And it's the idea of being like, I think that's another, like, random fear I have, is being, you know, under some kind of influence and something in, in horrible happens. Which, I mean, that happens in a lot of horror movies. I'm sure that's where I got it from. But it is a scary thought. And to be like a woman in this guy's house that's already crazy she obviously doesn't do drugs and just the whole thing is it's terrifying and i i thought watching it like you don't get to see this that much yeah where it's like a party kind of gone wrong it's kind of like he thought like you, you tricked me level, so i can trick you not this way yeah. and it's like i would kind of like to see more of this but um so nothing happens at first but yeah they kind of yeah she's just mad and kind of like ready to leave yeah she tries to leave but um i think callie starts acting really weird yeah like they go i i don't remember does callie like scream or something right in away room? she starts acting really strange and scared and yeah. i think they're trying to like calm her down yeah and she she says something with her yeah. very yeah she um Anne goes to callie and callie's acting real weird and she says something that's very similar to what james said she says it's looking at me it can yeah. see me it's coming towards the house. And so she's... And then something happens. They hear something or see something. Yeah, I think, I think they the, hear like a loud bang or something. Um, Cause they, yeah, like uh, Blackburn's nowhere to be found. So I think Anne tells Callie to stay in the room. I think it's probably like a, a bedroom or something. So she goes downstairs and she's looking around and she kind of looks outside and it's a whole classic thing in yeah. the movie where she looks out there she like looks i'm i'm doing the motion <laughs> it's okay you guys can hear me doing the motion <laughs> picture it in your mind <clears throat> yeah and so she kind of like turns and then when she re-looks out the window there's like a figure there yeah and she's like ah and so she's like screaming and running up the stairs another fear and then blackburn comes in and he's like i mean he just thinks there's just like, like two hysterical on? women you know yeah. he's like everyone calm down we've done drugs you're just freaking out yeah and then he hears like a huge bang yeah and he he looks out because the bedroom's like upstairs and so from the bedroom door you can see down the stairs and he opens the door and you see like a shadowy figure coming up the stairs <laughs> he's like uh oh <laughs> so he like slams the door and then i think callie she starts doing the bleeding from the eyes thing right like i think so and then like the lights go out like they uh they kind of stumble around in the dark and they get a flashlight and when they find callie her face is like all kind of melted like james's was in that first scene and then she like bolts yeah and but they and then she uh they both end up going to callie's house yeah because she's like where did she get it and stuff like that and so they get he's like i don't know she just she made it but yeah, and he's like, I don't know her that well, actually. Um, and she's like, oh, that's weird. And so they go to the house, which I think at this point, though, there is a part of both of them that's like, maybe we're just on this drug. And I mean, you as the audience are kind of like, maybe that's happening to you. Yeah, it's like, is any of this sure. real? And so, um, <clears throat> yeah, they kind of drive and and Blackburn tells her like, well, yeah, she lives here because she got to no one's around and she got real cheap or whatever the housing crash or whatever yeah this, this is 2013 <laughs> yeah this is another really good scene this is yeah. when uh, lisa said about the 50 minute mark where the lovecraft um reference gets brought up yeah uh so they go to like this old before that, that though doesn't he have like a little episode in the car where he has a really bad headache yeah he's got a headache and like he kind of like has like a seizure almost yeah, his eyes start, like, turning white and Yeah, stuff. like, bleeding. And Callie, or not Callie, but Anne freaks out. And then turns out he was just kind of, like, really high. And he comes to him. He's like, oh, this, no, I'm, I'm not feeling good. I'm not one of them or anything. Yeah. And so, um, I, I won't break down everything, but they go to Callie's house and she goes. You have to talk about him peeing. I'm just kidding. That might happen after anyway. Yeah. They pee. <laughs> They pee. They both take like, a pee huh. break. Finally, a realistic movie, you know, because I mean, you're they've been drinking a lot, <laughs> drinking a lot, doing drugs. They never show people peeing. <laughs> I need that so realism that, in my. I room. need it to be very realistic. So they have a potty break, and um, so they go to the Callie's house. It's like not abandoned, but it's like a house that wasn't finished. 
It reminds me that she me... bought. Oh, go ahead. Yes, yeah, it's like a a housing, uh, a big like, like manufactured neighborhood that was never finished. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of like, I think there are spaces like that in Nevada where people like seriously do make drugs and like these yeah. really nice newly renovated houses that haven't been sold and but I there's... guess something's wrong with them or maybe I'm thinking of news stories from that time. Yeah, or it's um, like the neighborhood was being built and then like they went bankrupt so there's like four or five houses. Yeah. And so like nobody's there, like nobody's in the neighborhood. Yeah. Nobody should even really be living in this house. And when you go inside, you can see that it's like mid renovation. Yeah. Like not even finished. Yeah. Um, so there's like a basement. She's got like a little drug. All den. the drugs are made. And, um, Oh, okay. We forgot to mention, uh, it keeps cutting back to like clip, uh, tapes from like the sixties or seventies mm -hmm. of like the original test subjects. And you find out that a key ingredient in MK Ultra like comes from the brain, the human brain. Yes. Yeah. And so there's a bunch of cool scenes that happens there, but I mean, we don't have to get into that. Um, so when she goes down the basement, she does notice like a tray with like some pieces of brain on it. Right. And she's like, oh shit, she's making like the real stuff from yeah, like, from like, from a like real brain. the 60s or whatever, or 70s. And so she kind of roots around in the basement a little bit. And um, she's got like all these cameras because. Yeah, there's a bunch of again, surveillance. Yeah, she does. She's and a drug dealer. The creepy thing starts when I think the. I think the little the number station comes on. Mm -hmm. And then Anne realizes. On the wall, there's like a formula written, and it's actual elements. It's an yeah. ingredient. So it's like, this isn't just a number station. Someone is giving the recipe right. to make whatever this stuff is. Yeah. Um, and so she like looks at this camera, and it shows it shows Callie coming home and going down to the basement, and uh, Anne's like, "Oh, she was here." Yeah. Um, and it's delayed, like, I mean, this is 2013, so, I mean, now it wouldn't even make sense, but back, yeah. back in 2013, it's like she had this footage, it's like one ten or maybe like a three to five second delay or something. I think it's so a couple, seeing, it's a few minutes. You think it's a few minutes? Yeah. And it's so, she's seeing stuff that's already, quote unquote, happened, and, and this machine's kind of catching up yeah. to it. And so, she, like, sees this um, Callie going downstairs and like down to the she, basement, and she then, opens like the files from a few minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. It like kind of keeps a tally, and she sees Callie go behind the stairs. But then she notices the timestamp, and then she looks down at the actual clock, and it's like four minutes ago. And then she sees herself go down the stairs too. Yeah, which I I loved that. Yeah, and so she's like, um, she's still she's down here. here. <laughs> she didn't leave. And so she gets another jump scare and she gets chased out of there. Yeah. And jumps into Blackburn's car. And then... Uh, this is where she does... While she's down there, before she gets uh, run out, they find out where... Is it Bunker 5? Yeah, they find out where all this started. Like, yeah. Where they, they created this drug. They find out... Where and the it's experiments very place. close to where... James's house was and where the those number uh the number station was being broadcast from it's like right out in that desert kind of hidden so they go to the testing site and it's clear that like the military hasn't been there in a long time yeah they... it's like it's abandoned like it's an an old probably like fallout shelter repurposed to drug testing facility and now it's abandoned and is Blackburn hesitant to go in? I forget about how, like, how much he's in there with her. Kinda. I mean, he pulls like a big pistol out of uh, the glove box before they go in. Mm -hmm. uh, so he knows something is going to be up. And I think they get like, they bring like a gas pail too. Because they're like, we're going to burn whatever this is down. Yeah, because like they're, they're like, ready. obviously, they're like, this, this is, is like, it's really coming fucked from up here. This is where killing people. Yeah, there's a signal coming from here that like is changing people. So like, we need yeah. to destroy this. So they go inside. It's extra spooky. Extra spooky. <laughs> um, 
but actually no no real jumps. Uh, they kind of wander around in there for a while, mm-hmm. um, and then they find they see like um, a bunch of like the the hospital rooms, like where yeah. the which y'all were. know I love that <laughs> hospital stuff. It's probably because of Silent Hill. <laughs> yeah, and I think um, I think they they hint that like oh this, there's paperwork everywhere. Whatever happened, they clearly just up and left. Yeah, like, they skedaddled in a day, and no one's been there since. Um, and so they come to, I, I don't remember how they realize it, but they come to this one door. They're like, this is it. Yeah. Um, and so they go in there and there's all this like equipment, like racks of like equipment and the signal you can, the signal's coming from there. Yeah. And so they're kind of like looking around and they're in the, the back of the room, there's this weird, like iron lung looking thing Uh, i'm pulling up the picture oh geez (laughs) and so they're kind of like looking at it and there's this little porthole at the bottom yeah and it looks like there's like liquid in there there's like there's liquid and so they're looking at it and a fucking alien face pops up and there's this alien in this this like container and he's trying to like get out he's like and i think pretty much this whole time He's been trapped there, and he's sending out this formula for people to inject to where, like, his other people can, like, take over their body and come get him, pretty much. Yeah, like, I feel like... And I feel that maybe the drug originally came from him, then it was put in someone else's brain, and so... And then that person becomes, like... The Another first weird source. halfling, almost. Yeah, or, or like a source for that drug, because yeah. they've been injected with it. And so I think my interpretation of it was that he's sending out this broadcast because he wants people to make that drug and then come get him. Yeah, well, I mean, he's trapped <laughs> and, in this yeah. fucking tube. And so he's like, this whole thing is like a setup for you to come be drawn to this area and, and get him out of there. Yeah. But obviously, our heroine is like, no. And I also think in one of the earlier scenes... Blackburn even says it turns your brain into a receiver. Doesn't he say that's that? That's the whole yeah. Lovecraft stuff that mm-hmm. he's like, um, this guy made a machine to where he can see um, creatures from another reality or another dimension. But what he didn't realize is they could see him also. Right. It's like a two-way door. And so she's like terrified. And they. this is when they decide to like burn it. And also somebody I've... shows back up. Yeah, I think another creature that <clears throat> has ingested the drug that has turned into, like, a weird half-person, half-alien yeah. thing is, like, in there now. Yeah. And Which so, I was like, is that her boyfriend? Yeah. And so they kind of, like, barricade themselves in this room, and I think Blackburn starts to change. Yeah. And he knows it, and so pretty much not wanting to change and also i think this is like redeeming himself like and, to and protect he also her reveals to her that she didn't actually take the drug yeah he he does tell her he's like i didn't actually put anything in there just i took some with you yeah. yeah he's like it was just a prank all time so i feel like he's kind of he kind of likes her now yeah he's like oh you're not just some dumb reporter you're actually trying to like help people figure stuff out yeah um and so i feel like his last heroic deed was like before he changes and like kills her he like shoots himself before he can change and she's like oh my god like this is things are just going nuts now and then she decides to like burn the whole place down oh actually no so the the alien on the outside she hides in like a locker Oh, yeah. And the alien on the outside gets in. This is right after uh, Blackburn kills <laughs> himself. That part. And it, like, busts the locker door open. And she runs past it. And she's, like, running down all this, like, crazy maze of a hallway. And she finds where they left the gas can kind of towards the front. That's right. And she's like, I'm going to do it. And so she gets it. You get another good jump scare. There's another, like, alien dude standing there. She runs back. Um, I think just like a crowbar or a flashlight or something. She like smashes the little porthole, dumps like all the gas she can in there and like blows up this little dude. <laughs> this little dude. He's, he's being a jerk. He's like turning people into like <laughs> alien zombies. Yeah. Essentially. Well, I was thinking like, 
I've never thought about this before, but we don't even know if he was an alien or was he like a person. Or, that yeah, got we're looking at a picture right now. Maybe, maybe that, maybe it's not even an alien. Maybe that's a person that's like from another dimension. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's not alien as in space alien, but like the alien to who us. knows? Who knows? A lot of a lot of mysteries in this movie. Yeah. And so, um, so it blows up, and she kind of like gets knocked out for a bit. She comes to, um, and she notices outside where the the alien was trying to get back in because she ran past him, got the gas, and then ran past him again. Yeah. It was wearing the same, uh, college sweater that james was in the very first scene that this that he disappeared in yeah. yeah and so it's kind of like yep that was him it it this stuff turns you into like a weird like zombie almost yeah and then that's the end that pretty much um, well it, it ends like with a really good like what the fuck oh it's yeah like, you find out because she she yeah. gets like she's being interrogated and her friend from work comes in and um, he's like, well, they, they don't have anything on you. Don't worry. And she hears the, the number station. And then when she looks over, her friend's like face is all melted. It's like, yeah. oh, no, it never ends. It never ends. And you also find out, I think, after that scene that Blackburn was one of the first people experimented. Yeah, on. they go back to there's... um footage of a couple people but there's one guy uh from the 70s that keeps showing footage of like them doing tests and the very last scene is like he's all they're like doing shock therapy on him and he's knocked out and they're like well we 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 can't get anything more out of him and the scientists are like we'll just dump him in the desert and be done with him yeah and i think they like they name him they talk something like oh yeah uh blackburn yeah so you know that he was like uh... one of the first patience yeah for some reason it didn't turn him into a demon right away well i feel like he was getting like an experimental version yeah maybe not, not necessarily the like the one. real stuff because mm. like the and that would stuff explain that, why he wasn't afraid to take it yeah the stuff that turns you into like the zombie is like literally the stuff that the the recipe the creature or interdimensional traveler sends out yeah um yeah, they even mention like it's it's usually a female voice, which I was just thinking it could be the person that they had. Because yeah, in some of the the clips from earlier, you see the the very young um, Blackburn character, but there's also a female test subject that disappears. Right. So that that might be her. That creature in the tube might be her. True. And yeah. that might be her voice sending out the the recipe. Uh, the recipe. <laughs> it's creepy. Uh, oh, it's yeah. such a good movie. And then it it's so it's such this... a weird movie. It's like, like I said at the very beginning of this episode, it checks all the boxes. It's <laughs> it's kind of yeah. spooky. It's got aliens. It's got a mystery. It's got a mystery. Um, it's kind of weird, psychedelic drug induced adventure. It's in the desert. It's in the desert. I don't know. I just like it's, all those things. It's a really solid movie without yeah. being technically horror. Uh, yeah, I don't think we've named the director yet, but it's Blair Erickson. He also helped write it along with Daniel J. Healy, who wrote the story. Um, I think I saw like a fact that it was originally supposed to be Alone in the Dark, what that ended up being. But Oh, like the, the video game? Or, yeah, let me see. Oh, Ooh Bull's adaption of Alone in the Dark. Oh my god, yeah, the video game. Wow. That'd be cool. And that, that guy, he directed, uh, what was it? A terrible movie. Oh, that Blood Rain. I know yes. that was terrible. Yes. Okay, yeah, he directed Blood Rain. Okay, anyway. Um, so, yeah, it was originally, like, a rough draft of Alone, Alone in the Dark adaption, which it kind of feels like a video game movie. Like, it you could picture that. Yeah. Um, and, it, again, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Silent Hill. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. I just enjoyed it a lot. Um, the soundtrack is awesome, as we said. Yeah, and... I feel like after this movie, I've listened to a lot of uh, Mark Lenover, which is the guy. I think you hear three songs of his that he did specifically for this movie. Yeah, it just feels like indie and like, I don't know. I just really enjoyed it. So I hope you guys watch it. And it's um... not for everyone, but 
I feel like some people will really gravitate towards this like we did. Should we tell them like some behind the scenes sure. of this? Yeah. Like after we saw this. <laughs> We're so crazy. Literally months <laughs> after we took a road trip to like New Mexico. And I mean, this wasn't the purpose of the road trip, but we wanted to go to New Mexico. We were like... I was born in New Mexico, uh, in Albuquerque, and I hadn't been back in a long time, I think since I was like 12. And I was like, I kind of want to just do like a road trip, like for 4th of July, instead of, you know, flying somewhere or doing what we usually do. We're like, let's go on like a road trip. So, yeah, and this movie was like, well, let's make the road trip in the middle of the desert. <laughs> yeah, so we drove and we thought about getting a radio. We wanted to rent a radio to see if we could hear number of stations. We didn't end up doing that, but it was a lot of fun to be out in the desert for a few days. Yeah, it kind of inspired us. And after that, I was like, you know, if I ever move somewhere besides Texas, I probably would go to the desert, to like the desert, yeah. Arizona or New Mexico. Probably not as far as Nevada, but I like that aesthetically yeah. and just it's fun. So anyway, we became rabid fans of this movie. I think and we've, we've got probably, people to watch it. <laughs> we've got a few people to watch it. We've had some people that like it. Um, I think uh, a regular on the show, Courtney, liked it. Yeah. Um, I think our friend Ian liked it, as you might remember from uh, Back, to, Back the to the Future, Future and Scott, Scott Pilgrim, Pilgrim, right? Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. I think he enjoyed the film. But yeah, we've had a few other people that have had mixed reviews. But yeah, I think, um, you know, my last two questions are, you know, what keeps you coming back to this? I think... For me, we, we mentioned like some little key ingredients that we liked, but I just liked yeah. that it was all those outrageous and weird things, but so grounded. Like, you know, it's it's a lot of I mean, mystery the very left. end was pretty fantastical, but they didn't go super crazy balls to the wall. Yeah. For the whole, it's very. And that may have been budgetary constraints. Yeah. But I think that's good. Out. It's yeah. very more believable. It's like this actually seems like two people under the influence are trying to figure out like what's the happening mystery of the century or whatever yeah um and i think like if i was to pitch it to somebody i would just say it's a, a dark indie horror um that i just i don't know it's like a hidden gem i just really enjoyed it i don't know what would you say i think i think i agree with you i what keeps me coming back obviously because i feel like i watch this movie at least two times a year um, it could be around this time of year or it could be the middle of the summer or like the day after Christmas. I'm like I could really go for Banshee chapter right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what, what my pitch would be, it's like, do you want to see, I feel like this is like the, the part of the episode where I go full Stefan. I'm <laughs> like, this movie's got everything. Everything. It's got drugs and aliens and <laughs> that's true <laughs> mk ultra brain juice <laughs> yeah. um i don't know i would be like okay this has this should be a hard to digest plot but it's done so subtly and air quotes realistically all wrapped up in to disguise it as a horror movie it's like you you go in for one thing and then you get so much more out of it. It's it's a smart movie. I wish it was a mini series. Like I I want to be in this world more. And so yeah. yeah. I would almost want there to be like a Blackburn mini series like from when he gets injected with the first dose to like the movie. Like let's see what he sees cuz you know he probably sees crazy stuff all the time that isn't actually there. Right. Yeah. But yeah, that would be my pitch. It's like this movie don't let the fact that no one has seen it and the low budget deter you. This is like a hidden gem, like smart horror sci-fi film. Yeah. It's agreed. Fantastic. I loved it. And I own it. Um, well, Nick, thank you so much for coming back, talking sure. about probably our favorite time of year. Yeah. Uh you know, the spoopy season. Spoopy it's season. been a little weird, a little different. Yeah. Um and you know, we're, we're finding our own fun. I hope you guys are all out there being safe and, you know, 
probably not trick-or-treating. We're not trick-or-treating, of course. We're adults don't and we don't have trick kids. Trick-or-treat. But... Don't hand out candy unless you got a slingshot. Yeah. Use that slingshot yeah. or like that little uh, tube we saw somebody the, Yeah, the candy slide. Um, We are going to carve pumpkins. We are going to make Halloween cookies. I know it's usually Christmas cookies, but we're going to do Halloween ones. And we're going to wear costumes and get on a Zoom party. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, but fun. this was super fun. I'm glad we finally talked about this. I know. This. We've been talking about doing this episode for like a year or two. Yes. So, Nick, other than in my house, where can people find you? Uh, I am all over the internet. <laughs> Full of ideas. Full of ideas. <laughs> uh, you can find me normally on all social media platforms uh ward co props in some variation of that there might be a underscore or a dash there at him at him yeah uh but what i really want to plug i'm gonna get political Uh i know you don't necessarily like that on the show but i think today probably not when this is released but today i went and voted i want to plug voting Yes, you really need vote. to go vote. I literally, early voting, I got off work, I walked in, I was out in like 10 or 12 minutes. Yeah. It was so easy. Don't wait till the day of because the lines are going to be long, you're going to get discouraged, and you're going to leave. Do early voting. You still have another week of it. It's till the 30th. Do early voting. Go out and vote wherever you can. Thanks, Nick. Doing my part. Trying to change America. It's my little digital I voted sticker right there. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. That's thank you for doing that. I just I needed to say it. That's that's probably the best plug of the year. Best plug of the last four years. <laughs> we we hope. Yes. Uh, but thank you so much, Nick. Sure, and I love that was fun. I'll see you soon. I'll see you the second you hit stop recording. Yeah. Bye. Bye.